2: this is your last chance after this there is no turning back you take the blue pill the story ends you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want you take the red pill you stay in wonderland
1: and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes
0: good evening I'm Chris Matthews from Washington I hope you can see your way clear to letting this go to letting Flynn go he's a good guy I hope you let this go Well, that is what President Trump said to the head of the FBI when he met with James Comey in February, according to a memorandum Comey kept for his file. Before he fired Comey for not dropping the Russian thing, he fired He tried asking him to drop it personally. Well, this bombshell hit tonight. The New York Times has the story, and NBC confirms it. President Trump tried to shut down the Federal Bureau of Investigation probe of then-National Security Advisor Michael Flynn and his conversations with the Russian ambassador. Not getting his way, Trump fired the FBI director. Again, that's the story out tonight.
3: This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And that was Chris Matthews reporting a story reported by other mainstream media outlets without any corroboration, any real evidence. This uh, it's it's like second degree removed hearsay the story was that someone who saw a memo that james comey the fired fbi director allegedly wrote based on notes he allegedly took after he left a meeting in which trump allegedly asked him to go easy on flynn i mean i did not hear chris matthews say allegedly once right that's Binkley actually pulled that clip for me my producer here the the problem is here so i was like oh this is so obvious like the story is obviously how ridiculous the media is so then i'm i've been burned by obvious too many times so now i look at and say it's too easy it's low hanging fruit these guys you know it's 50-50 they're wrong and i'm like you know what it's probably not 50-50 they're wrong they're they're probably sure because Comey, it's not like Comey is like uh, on some Arctic adventure where he's got no <laughs> cell coverage. Like Comey's <laughs> out there, he could just say no, that didn't happen. But they're launching the mini series, special counsel live on CNN. Um being facetious, but I predicted that, and lo, they did an- an- anoint a special counsel, and Comey is going to appear in the, probably the season premiere after Memorial Day, conveniently. Scheduled to coincide with Trump returning from his big foreign trip, I think, so he can tweet, tweet <laughs> some, some uh, flame fanning, flame fanning. Uh, but my point is that I think ultimately Comey will not deny it. I think this will not end up backfiring at the MSM because I think it's an, a mainstream media created psyop that will ultimately not only get them renewed credibility, but will feed into calls that the government should... Uh, we heard from Clapper, Yates, and Comey in recent Senate hearings when asked by senators, what should we do? Clapper is an in- intelligence guy, Yates was the attorney general ca- assistant, and um, Comey was the FBI guy. What should we do? You know, What should we do to protect Americans from Russian hacking? And they all said, among other things figure out a way to warn them, to tell them the difference between real news and fake news. Now, I was ahead of this because Vern Jordan, Clinton's uh, Svengali, maybe, some guy that was behind the Clintons, uh, a deep state actor, wrote way back in October or September before the election that we needed a way to curate the news. We needed a way to qualify the news. We needed a way to tell people what news was good news and what news was bad news. And this, I feel like, is part of that operation and that it's going to continue to unfold. Uh, let us I've got lots of calls. 800-WSB-TALK. I've got a few lines open. I'm going to get to everybody first. I want to uh, get a tweet at Monica Perez Show. Binkley, what you got? I got one from Dean. He says that the mainstream media's believability is incredibly important to the establishment because they are the disseminators of propaganda. Yes, so this is that's very interesting. I love Dean's tweets. Uh, I it, the the news has devolved so totally into a propaganda machine that when earlier this week there was a crash in Times Square. A a car crashed into some people, killed somebody. It was getting so much news coverage so fast, like breaking news, this crash. Now, accidents happen all the time. People get killed by cars constantly. 35,000 people a year get killed by a car. So uh, the fact that this came out, like instantaneously, you can always tell. It just gets national, interrupt the news press. I started tweeting immediately. This, there's an agenda here. When they when they finally figure it out, there's going to be some major takeaway, some major, um, this just goes to show you, we need blah, 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 you know, infrastructure improvement, whatever it is that they are going to say they need. Because I have noticed the pattern that anything that hits that mainstream media national cable news cycle in real time is serving an agenda. Nothing more, nothing less. That's what they're doing. You can notice that too. That's another, like, key to good truth dar to seeing what what's uh what what's the difference between propaganda and actual facts so i love that thanks keep them coming dean and now let me get to some calls peter has been very patient so let's talk to peter hi peter you're on with monica
1: hi um well
2: i just wanted to make a brief statement and then ask a quick question um i i mean i i think that uh journalism is dead I, I think that's something that we all have to realize, and you know, I grew up in the '60s, '70s with with Con- uh, Walter Conkright and uh, David Brinkley, Chet Huntley, and they were like beacons of truth. And you know, it was during the Cold War era too, and so Russia was, you know, Russia was just the concept was, was Russia was nothing but the only you got out of russia was propaganda but now it seems like we've taken over that
1: that yeah uh, and you know what is actually
3: what's super dangerous about that is Sometimes I think these psyops are actually, like, if you really think there is a truly grand conspiracy and, like, Putin's even in on it with, you know, the Rockefellers or whatever, the the propaganda that we generate, that, the shoot-yourself-in-the-foot stuff that we push out there that make us look stupid, sometimes I think it's in order to fool the russian population that the reality is they after having grown up with such blatant propaganda trust absolutely nothing so you have to bring it to a new level for them to believe it whereas we're so gullible because we were raised thinking that we had the free press that it's so easy for us to to, for our press to fool us so i think that's an interesting transformation um that kind of dovetails with what you're saying anyway keep going
2: no, uh, I mean, this, that was the primary thing. And I just wanted to ask you if you felt like journalism was dead, you know, American journalism.
3: Yes. I will give you the answer to that question. Yes, I do. And uh, and here's the thing is that you do, it's very hard to do your own investigation. So like for me, I'm what, what I'm happy has a name, open source investigating. So I think James Corbett might've come up with that. So, Eighty percent of government intel is open source anyway. It's just stuff that's out there. Now it used to be that even though these the journalistic outlets, whatever, were propaganda arms way back when, Google or Wiki Operation Mockingbird, if you don't know, but at least they had foreign bureaus. At least they had to get information, and they were the source of information. They don't even have that anymore. I mean, you can they, they, people have played little pranks on the media where they'll send out a memo. And every single news outlet will read the same news feed in the same words. Like, they'll put a typo in it just to prove that everyone's just reading it. Nobody's doing any of their own research. That all said, though, most of the facts you get are coming out of the mainstream media. The trick is to, to pull—because they really can't usually get facts that are—except for when they're talking about, like, Syria and stuff, foreign wars. They can't totally lie— uh usually there's some kernels of truth and then and the trick it and, and those do come from the mainstream media. The trick is to pull those kernels of truth out and figure out the, the real point of what they're doing. So real journalism, yes, I think is dead in the mainstream. I think you can find it on the internet, but then again, it's like a needle in a haystack, there's a lot of disinformation there to trick you. It's super difficult, I think. I'm gonna try to get one more call. Come on. Hey Deb and Marietta, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you. What you got? Um, I just this is so rich an opportunity for comment. It's hard to limit, um, but my I had a couple of comments. My first was I began distrusting television and the media, the mainstream news. Initially, in 1972, the first time I went to Washington D.C. and saw the White House, because my vision of the White House was that it was this huge house in the middle of this huge lawn that took up city blocks because that's my impression i had gotten from television
3: i get it i i had that experience when i moved to la many years ago and somebody told me about the brady bunch house so i went to studio city where the brady bunch the brady bunch house could have fit in my car it's right. so unbelievably tiny, and it's on, like, this dried-out reservoir channel. It's the crazy. It's the gross. It was so weird. Anyway, I don't want to take up your precious time with Brady Bunch oh, stories. Uh, Go, so finish I, your point.
1: Yeah, at that point, I began to appreciate the power of editing and camera angles and some of the other tricks that are used in any kind of filming or um, in editing what people say to push forward my, the, a particular viewpoint. Um, the second thing that truly, truly concerns me is that young people, not young people, all people in our country, I'm concerned about the lack of critical thinking skills.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. That's a big problem. And that dovetails with the this manipulation. Uh, that's so good. I absolutely have to take a break. But I'm going to respond to that uh, after. And I'm going to get to Cindy and Joseph. Uh, you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.
1: Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB.
3: We are in the middle of a very interesting conversation about the power of the media. And I I wonder if I can pull that last caller back up. Deb, are you still with me, Deb? Can you still hear me, Deb? All right, maybe I lost her. But what she said was that uh, not only is the power of the media so strong that they can manipulate your perception just with camera angles and stuff. Her example is when the first time she saw the White House, which was so much smaller and less impressive than she remembered, or than she had thought. That was in 1972. And then she also said that young people don't, and and most people, all people at this point, don't have that power of critical thinking. And I think that is so important. And I've read about uh, the changing educational system, Dewey, uh, I think it was John Dewey, like not the Dewey decimal guy, but a different one, probably 100 years ago, had this idea of, of changing education. And I think the upshot is that he took classical education, which is grammar where you memorize things, logic, which is critical thinking, and then rhetoric, which is how you influence people. And he took out, just in short, he took out the rhetoric part so that you have really good workers when you have people who can who know stuff and who can think critically. But when you take out the rhetoric part, you don't learn the tips, the, the methods of influence. So you can't influence people, but, but what's more important, in my opinion, is that you fail to recognize when you are being influenced by those methods. So you don't understand quickly how to recognize fallacies, fallacious arguments and And critical thinking is is a part of that. I think we have critical thinking when it comes to science and that kind of thing. But I think that we have lost lost it when it comes to uh, how. Uh, how to analyze, you know, uh, to perform our civic duty. Uh, so many more calls, so much more to talk about. 800 WSB talk. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. We are uh, just basically trying to dig into why this media frenzy keeps unfolding and where it's headed. This is Monica Perez.
1: Perez on News ninety five five and AM seven fifty WSB.
3: I am your libertarian voice on WSB every Saturday from three to six. Try to give you a different perspective on the news, a libertarian perspective, if there is a libertarian perspective. And actually, there kind of always is. So even in this, what we're talking about is the Russian hacking scandal. Did Russia influence the election? We, if you want to hear the podcast of this show, go to propagandareportdaily.com and I post all these podcasts uh, when they're up. So it'll be a few days. So I'm not going to rehash every little thing my opinions about. I think it's, I do not think Russia changed the outcome of the election, like just for starters. I do not think that. But, um, but even if they had, like, why do you care? Right? Well, you care because you're afraid they're going to influence policy. And what's all over the news, or I should say, when you find them actually addressing that question, they talk about worrying that Trump will go easy on Russia and Syria and Ukraine. As a libertarian, Syria and Ukraine are none of our business. Syria asked Russia to go in there, so they have the moral justification. And we have leaked audio of Victoria Nuland plotting the overthrow of the democratically elected government of Ukraine. So I've done exhaustive work on both of those things. You can check out my websites, com or PropagandaReportDaily.com. dot com. And do it. but just you can just do research. It's it's you if you're interested in that, you can find it. So we should mind our own business on that anyway, but it points to a libertarian, like underlying thing, which is that the problem with having big government is not only it encroaches on our rights, but it's corruptible. You know, if you could trust your king or whatever to do everything that was right for you, you really wouldn't even necessarily need small government any more than you want to eliminate parents from your you know childhood home. Like you don't, you want to have uh, people look after you if you can trust them, but you can't. So, a small government is the way to prevent any of this stuff from actually being a big problem. So my advice is if you're worried that your politicians are unduly influenced by foreign governments, not just Russia and not just foreign governments, but internal, you know, corporations and stuff like that, make sure you keep federal government anyway within the confines of the constitution which would make our taxes plummet our freedoms skyrocket and eliminate these problems so just as a little libertarian take that's what i've got for you but but on a but on a more i was going to say deeper but it's actually more superficial i think that a lot of this noise uh the frenzy the media frenzy which is promoted by the government the politicians it's just uh, making me crazy is really for its own purposes to increase ratings on the one hand to ultimately shore up the failing credibility of the mainstream media. So let me know what you think. 404-872-0750, 800 wsb I'm going to Cindy in Sandy Springs. Hi, Cindy. You're on with Monica.
4: Hi, um, Monica. um, I'm Cindy, and I'm in my 70s. That's all I'll say. (laughs) Uh, I'm uh, 70-something,
3: and I always will be. I'm (laughs) 70-something, and
4: um, I, I, I believe, at least this is my conclusion. I used to, for many, many, many years, I thought, well, the Democrats own the news media, You know, they pretty much give them the agenda and the news media runs with it. Well, I'm to the point watching the the, the craziness of the news now that I think maybe, and somebody else said this, I think maybe the news media owns the Democratic Party. You know, somebody's Hmm. got some power here because they're all in sync. If you ever just click the station from one to the other one to the other they're saying the same thing they have the same bullet words points that they make i mean it's like repetition 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 and they try to look like they're being objective but honest to goodness Unfortunately, I don't believe a word coming out of any of their mouths anymore.
3: Well, I like the track you're on, Cindy, but I have a question for you about uh, the way I see it. I think it's even bigger than that. I think you can—that it's—that the media, the politicians— and the parties on both sides of the aisle—Republicans, Democrats—you oh, sure. know—are all kind of report oh, yeah. to the same guys. You know what I mean? Whether it's Warren Buffett or George Soros or the Queen of England, I, I think you. that's what I think. Do you do you not see? Because Fox is not doing us any favors.
4: Yeah, I know, I know, um, but it, it, this truly alarms me because I think what the media is doing, and and they think they're. Well, I guess they're getting ratings. I mean, Trump has given them. Was-
3: Trump has given them ratings. I wonder oh, if he made God, a deal in since advance. The, since the time he announced, you know,
4: they they should be loving this man. Oh, they do. Uh, but
3: they, yes, but he can't do anything right. But but conflict is the essence of drama. They know what they're well, doing, I'm and he plays drama. into it.
4: I'm I'm so tired of it. I'm. You know, and, and I start thinking back and I think, when did you start realizing that the news was not being objective? What stations are not being objective? And I was a young girl, well, a young woman, when Reagan came around, and I started noticing after that, after Reagan, I started noticing, okay, now there's a Democrat in office, and, oh, they, they just hung the moon. You That's know. funny, because
3: and, Reagan kind of changed things up and opened up, you know, kind of freed the press to the right. I That's when Fox did. News I came. I know out. he did. Yeah. It's weird. But, but what I'm saying is from one president to
4: another, depending on which party they're in, I just found—I mean— Bush couldn't do anything right, whether you liked the man or not.
3: Uh, I mean, yes. he
4: couldn't chew gum, and they wouldn't criticize
3: Actually, it. Cindy, you're hitting on something that I think is true for Bush and true for Trump, and it's a very powerful tool that works, that can work in the favor of Trump or Bush, and I'll tell you what it is. It's... And I I fell victim to this. I've always been a libertarian. I was never a Trump supporter. He lost me when he signed off on mandating curly light bulbs or however that law was. I would tell people, curly light bulbs are coming. Curly light bulbs are coming. It was Bush's fault. Nobody would listen. So I wasn't smoking his Kool-Aid. But when the mainstream media would criticize him, I would just tune it out in my mind and just say they he can't do anything right. They're ridiculous. They lie about him, whatever. And I found myself defending him and believing him more than I otherwise would have because there was no one out there. I could I would so completely reject the anti Bush press. Now, I think Bush had a uh, more broad based support. I think that the that. Trump, I think after he kind of shot those Tomahawk missiles into Syria, a lot of the um, people who thought that he was an outsider realized when he was continuing a foreign policy that was Bush, Obama, it is a continuous foreign policy, despite what you're hearing from the mainstream media, it is. And when Trump picked up that mantle, uh, he put on that mantle, he... I think proved to a lot of people that he was not an outsider and that like further divided the GOP base. So you had the never Trumpers and the Trumpers and now you have the people who, you know, kind of the Trump uh, truthers, whatever. And I I think that it's a smaller base that will continue to believe Trump more because the mainstream media attacks him. But I think it's the same Tactic at work. Very interesting. Thank you so much, Cindy. I'm going to go to James in Athens. Hi, James. You're on with Monica.
0: Hey, how you doing today? Good. How you doing? I'm doing good. I just want to make a statement. I think the Democrats is <clears throat> releasing this stuff uh, really to just store cover up for all the wrongdoing that Obama did and kind of keep the news off of it because Obama was doing so much wrong in the government, and, and people know that.
3: Like what? I mean, I, well, I'm no Democrat. I'm just wondering what well, you're thinking. Well, of. Let's just,
0: well, let's just talk about um, the cover up where they were um, against the Christians. You know, the people that they were auditing and the gun running. Uh,
3: oh, the with IRS the, um, the with the RS. Tea I mean, Party. God, we could
0: just go on and and, on the and Operation
3: on. Fast and Furious. But no one was ever gonna was ever gonna do that. I was thinking with Obama, he said. To the president of Russia, Medvedev or whatever his name was, we he said to that guy, uh, "I need more flexibility. I need you to. I, I need some space before the election and after the election. You know, tell Vlad, Vladimir I'll have Putin, more
0: flexibility is What he
3: said. Yes, he wanted flexibility, and it was about anti-missile stuff, which was truly defensive stuff in Europe." And they, they gave Obama a pass on that, and that, to me, is a smoking gun of potentially treason. You know, I'm not saying, oh, Obama committed treason, but I, that should have been dug into a little bit. What quid pro quos were going on behind the scenes with I, Russia I almost, at Obama's hands?
0: I would almost bet that there's tons of stuff that uh, Republicans has nothing, knows nothing about that this President Obama did. And they're just releasing this stuff and throwing it out there. They're throwing it up against the wall. See what it sticks. See what it I sticks. I think
3: it's a little deeper than than you think it is, which is, like, for Operation Fast and Furious. they, uh, Daryl Issa, all these guys, They, it was – Vladimir uh, Putin had a funny quote about Snowden, that uh, there, it's like – the Snowden story was like shearing a pig. There was a lot of squealing, but not a lot of wool. and. And that's what. So the Operation Fast and Furious. I thought Daryl Issa was going to get to the bottom of it, whatever, and he totally didn't. They held Holder in contempt of court, but they actually never got the materials they were asking for. He was never punished. He did not have to resign. They, the Republicans, went easy on Operation Fast and Furious, I believe, because these operations, whether it's with Russia or Mexico or whatever, are rise above parties. That they go deeper than parties, and that that's what. That's why you're never so that they're actually. Choosing to go after this with Trump just out of out of because it's it's it serves their political agenda. Sorry, james Yes, and, and
0: yeah. just go back and name you could I could name four or five instances where he he caused racial divide. You know, like that is in Florida, very true. In Arizona, yes, and uh, the the guy up in New Hampshire that was a professor that was have got treated wrong, you know, they had the beer fest over. Who wants our president talk about sitting on TV and talk about we're going to have our beer together? You know, you know
3: I'll like. tell you, that actually uh, really, I, I was super, super, super sad about that. I remember I was completely not an Obama supporter. I am a libertarian to the core. I But after he was elected, I did think that it would just by force have to put the racial uh, problems of this country behind us because more people voted for Obama than your your typical straight up democrats which means that every all the people who voted for, him for politics voted from and then so many other people voted for him maybe because they they wanted to heal the racial divide or maybe just cuz they liked him but it i thought it was a demonstration that we were not actually racist and that the people who didn't vote for him were just hardcore you know people on the right who thought of him as a socialist. And then when he used his power, his position, that opportunity to make things worse, I really was saddened by that. But uh, I got to take a quick break. Then I'm going to go to Alan. 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.
1: Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.
3: Thunderstorms likely tomorrow high of 79. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And this segment is brought to you by Alan and Marietta. And I'm going to Alan. You ready, Alan?
4: I'm
5: ready. Lay
3: it on okay.
5: me. Okay. My, my opinion is it's the media moguls who are trying to influence this. It's just like the oil company moguls who try to set the price on gas and everything else. They've gotten so used to having eight years of doing whatever they want that when they lost, they're just so mad. And honestly, that doesn't bother me because eventually the public will wise up and they'll, they'll see
3: what's going on and turn on them. It's, you know what's I mean, weird though? So Jamie far, Dupree so sorry, Alan, listen for a sec. Yeah. Jamie Dupree, WSB's own, wrote an article referring to an old article, Art Buckwald, I think it was, about Watergate that said, This is I'm so sick of it, this is so stupid, uh, people are you know, nobody wants to hear it anymore. I'm afraid that they are gonna take this too far. Well, I mean, you know, I,
5: I really don't but I mean there are a lot more things in life to worry about than 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 uh the news media, because honestly, it's just entertainment right now. There's no no, but but in the '70s,
3: this. the news media was responsible for Nixon having to resign. It was a new, oh, it was a media generated event. That's where they got the taste for you know,
5: hey, we can get a president uh, ejected. I mean, you know, and they've, they've progressed from that point point forward where it's become a science with them. Okay, how do we get this demographic yeah, to, to destroy? Yeah, yeah and, it's, and it's just you know. I'm beyond it, I very rarely watch any news. I watch Fox every now and then, but it's just, you know, I'd rather watch the Discovery off in the news nowadays. It's got yeah,
3: I'd watch that too though. I think you, you gotta worry, that stuff's full of propaganda as well. I do think so. But uh, yeah, I think they do. They like to destroy, not create. I've got more to come on that. And you can give me a call, four oh four, eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk at Monica Perez Show. We'll hear some tweets after the break.